Hi, this is David Shearman, and you're listening to my Up Podcast. And today I want to talk about letting God do the impossible for you. I was born again at 17, and it was an earth-shaking, paradigm-shifting experience. I immediately wanted to know more about the living God I'd just discovered, because it was so much fun just learning about all this stuff. Still is. So right away, I followed my new Christian friend's advice and started reading the Bible, beginning with the four Gospels. My first reads were in the book of Matthew, and wow, did they open my eyes. Because I'd always thought of Jesus as being some sort of goody-two-shoes, very conservative, boring dude, since I'd seen Christians in the movies and even been to church some before, and most of the people I'd met there had been like that. Wow, was I wrong. The Jesus of the Bible was a radical. His life and teachings were anything but conventional. And yet the things that hit me hardest were the miracles. Everywhere Jesus went, they followed. And these weren't little parlor tricks either. Blind people started seeing. Lepers were instantly cleansed. Cripples walked. And even crazier things happened. One of his followers needed money for taxes, so Jesus told him, Go fishing, and the first fish you catch will have a four drachma coin in its mouth, enough to pay both your taxes and mine. So this guy, Peter, did as Jesus said, and sure enough, there was the coin, four drachmas, just as the Lord had promised. And the man paid his taxes, and Jesus's as well. And that's not all. Jesus once stood in a storm-tossed boat, big storm, told the storm to stop, and it instantly folded right there on the spot. Later, he commanded a guy who'd been dead and entombed for four days to come out of his grave. And he did, alive, clean and whole, as if he'd never been ill or injured, much less dead. Yeah, this Jesus the Son of God, was, is, a pretty wild guy. And as I began reading the Old Testament, I discovered that his father was exactly like him. In 2 Kings 6, a prophet's friend accidentally dropped an iron axe head into a stream. Oh no, he told his friend, it was borrowed. Where's the spot you dropped it? asked the prophet. The guy showed him, so the prophet cut a stick and threw it into the river. A stick. And the iron axe head floated to the surface like a cork. Now seriously, if that isn't wild stuff, I don't know what is. But that's just a tiny thing. The Israelis had to fight a lot of wars. And in Isaiah 37, an army of 185,000 Assyrian soldiers came against the city of Jerusalem. God's people prayed, and an angel went out that night and killed every single one of them in one night. When the Israelis woke up in the morning, there were the Assyrians' bodies scattered all over the ground, as far as the eye could see. And then in another place, there was a hundred-year-old couple that had a baby. And yet another, a dead kid was raised to life. And of course, there was that time Moses raised his walking stick and parted the waters of the Red Sea wide enough for an entire nation to pass through on dry ground. And well, The stories just went on from there. At any rate, by reading the Bible, I learned very quickly that God loves us. 
is amazingly powerful and willing at any time to do the impossible for anyone who will come to him for help. In fact, Jesus said just that in John 14, 14, when he declared, If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And in Matthew 21, 22, when he said, Whatever things you ask for in prayer, believing, you will receive. But that's the big word there, right? Believing. Because a lot of us Christians have forgotten how to do just that. Believe impossible things can actually happen for them. And I'm talking about impossible things here, not just reasonable things. Practically speaking, we approach life as if God were up there willing to watch and maybe offer an encouraging word, but not do anything unusual or exceptional for us. So we muddle through our lives, trying to get back on our own efforts. I mean, sure, we read about miracles in the Bible and believe in them too, in their contexts. And in fact, they seem almost normal to us, at least in the way they seem normal in fairy tales. And we even hear testimony about believers receiving supernatural provision or healings or other kinds of miracles without actually expecting such things to happen in our own lives. And I'm not saying we don't believe they can. I'm just saying we don't really believe they will. Now that may or may not be you because we do have a wide audience here but it might be. And of course, we all pray for divine intervention and help. But so often when we do, we make sure we don't ask for anything beyond reason. Know what I mean? Today, we wouldn't really ask for the Red Sea to part. We just pray for time to build a boat and probably not be so sure we'd even get that. Seriously, here we have this mighty God willing to do anything we ask. He's so wild. How can we be so tame? In Joshua 10:14, Joshua found himself at a critical point in the battle. His enemies were nearly defeated, but night was coming, and if they hadn't defeated them by dark, they'd be able to escape and reorganize for a counterattack. So what did Joshua do? He prayed for the sun to stand still. Seriously, that's what he did. Now, I know I've been talking about this story a lot recently, but it really is intriguing, right? I mean, didn't Joshua know that this was completely impossible? That for the sun to stand still, the world would have to stop turning and everything on it would fly off into outer space? Nope, he didn't know that. And he didn't care to take time to think it all through. All he knew was that he needed a miracle. And that was one thing God was really good at. After all, he'd made the whole universe, so he could pretty much do anything he wanted, right? So Joshua just got bold and prayed the prayer. And God must have looked down and thought, finally, someone wants to ask me for something big, something impossible, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And so it says in Joshua 10:13 that the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down for about a full day. So why didn't everything fly off into space? I don't know. It's impossible. It's a miracle. Believers, it's time we quit limiting our prayers to little things, to easy things, logical things, possible things. 
God wants to do real miracles for us. And the very thing that makes miracles miracles is that they're impossible. So let me cut to the chase. You may be facing a major problem today. It might be big, and I'd never argue otherwise. But I'll bet it's not so big that it would take stopping the world from turning to fix it. And yet, even if it is, God can do that, and he's already proved that he's willing and able. In Mark 9.23, Jesus said, All things are possible to those who believe. And he meant it. Believer, pray the prayer, take the stand, and trust God to handle the rest. Let God do the impossible for you. Hey friends, as you've heard me say many times, our ministry is a missionary ministry. We teach, train, and evangelize in lots of different countries. But the thing about going to these places is that you don't get paid for doing it. That's why we need partners, folks who join hands with us to enable the spread of the gospel. On the donate page of davidschairman.com, there's a link that says donate here. If you tap on that, you'll have a choice to sow one time or monthly. If you feel led, choose monthly to become part of our regular partner family, helping us take God's word to a needy world. Thanks for listening and God bless you.